permission to drop the twerp into a deep dark hole, General. Granted. Huh? And welcome to another exciting episode of the Chuck Series Companion. I am your host, the Jstrom, and we're here to talk about the television series Chuck. Why, you may ask? Because Chuck is only the best show ever. I mean, come on. Why do you think you downloaded this episode? It's because you were like, hey, I like that show. Let's hear what this guy has to say about it. No, but seriously, folks, we've only got three more episodes of Season 2 of Chuck. And today we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 20, Chuck vs. The First Kill. I can't believe it's taken me this long to get through Season 2, but hopefully it was worth the wait, guys. Thank you for your patience. It just gave you more time to re-watch the series. I know now Chuck is no longer on Netflix, which is sad. Hopefully you have found a way to watch it still, whether DVD, Blu-ray, or found a way to stream it on Amazon or something like that. But I hope that even if you aren't re-watching it right now and you have watched the entire series, you're still listening to this series because basically I'm going over episodes you already have seen And it's just fun to relive the series. So hopefully you're joining me on this journey through every episode of Chuck. And to do that, you could go to chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. That's where all the previous episodes of the Chuck Series Companion are. And each of the write-ups that I've done on each of the episodes, I go through the songs on each episode. I even post some recaps and reviews done by other people. But most of all, I just like to talk about the episode. And then when it's all over, that day when I post the finished podcast, I post the finished blog write-up of the episode, I've put that episode to bed, and I can move on to the next one, which I'm doing today. So I hope you guys are with me for the ride. Also, I've said it before, and I'll say it again many times, I love feedback. If you guys are enjoying this podcast... Let me know. Send me an email. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com. Just tell me what you think of the podcast, if you're still listening, if you're enjoying it. And that really encourages me to keep going. Because one of my major New Year's resolutions is to get the Chuck Series Companion out each episode on a regular basis. So I am ready to finish off Season 2 early in January and get going on Season 3 all throughout the year. So I hope that you guys are ready to go on this journey with me. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Now, let's talk about Season 2, Episode 20, Chuck vs. The First Kill. This episode was written by Scott Rosenbaum, who upon reading how many episodes that he did and what episodes he wrote of Chuck, makes me a huge fan of this awesome writer. For instance, Scott Rosenbaum wrote 
the sizzling shrimp, imported hard salami, Chuck versus the breakup, Santa Claus, which you guys already know is like my top two favorite episodes of Chuck. He also wrote Beefcake, First Kill, and he goes on to write more episodes of Chuck, but I will talk about those when I get to them. He's also written episodes of The Shield, V, and some series called Queen of the South on USA. So if you guys have watched that, he is a writer on that show. This episode was directed by Norman Buckley. I've mentioned Norman Buckley before because he directed Chuck vs. Tom Sawyer, which, if you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you know is my favorite episode of Chuck ever. So right there, he gets a gold star. Thank you, Norman, for directing an awesome episode. And now he's directing Chuck vs. The First Kill. He also directs lots of television like Pretty Little Liars, The Fosters, Rizzolian Isles. If you look at his IMDb, it's just like, good lord, this guy is working all the time. Another thing that I mentioned before is he's a native of Fort Worth, Texas, which I am also. And he's also the brother to actress Betty Buckley. Don't you guys love this trivia? Now, if you'll remember in the previous episode, Chuck vs. The Dream Job, at the very end, Chuck's dad is taken by Fulcrum. Ted Rourke and his goons take him, and they're going to make him work on the Intersect 2.0. So now at the beginning of this episode, Chuck wants to find his dad desperately, and he's trying to think of a way to do it. So as the episode begins, Chuck is sitting there at the nerd herd desk. You can tell he's worried about his father. And here comes Sarah to cheer him up. And it looks like she's got a nice bowl there of frozen yogurt. And we hear the song, Here, by Macintosh Braun. Froyo, it's time to try our latest flavor, Obama Guava. I didn't make up the name. Ah, no thanks. Not that I'm not thrilled that the CIA has found a new yogurt recipe. I was just, I don't know, kind of hoping the CIA would find my father first. Come on, Chuck. They know finding your dad is important. But they also have to come up with clever names for frozen yogurt, too. Government is doing everything they can to find him. How do I know I can trust them? The government wants to keep the intersect in my head. My father is the only person who can get it out. It's not rocket science. Okay, I know that you don't trust them, but do you trust me? Come on, Chuck. Do you trust Sarah? That's a long pause there. Yeah. Good. Then I promise you we're going to find him. Well, hurry, please. Now let's cut to later on and everybody's standing in line for the latest Buy More meeting. And even Morgan, Chuck's best friend, can tell that he's glum about something. What's the matter, Chuck? Your dad's back in town, right? You're dating the hottest slice of the proverbial pizza and you are best friends with me. Which means two out of three ain't so bad, right? Come on, you're king of the world, dude. Wachowski, get it together. (laughs) Yeah, nothing like having Big Mike yell at you to remind you of your place in this world. Yeah, king of the world. Emmett's got an announcement, so listen up! Hey, hey, Captain. (laughs) I love how Big Mike announces Emmett has a big announcement, and then he just leaves immediately. He doesn't care at all. All right, now... Sometime over the next 24 hours, a buy more corporate evaluator will be here to evaluate a yours truly. Now, normally in this situation, I would expect a certain tribe to use this opportunity to make me look bad. No. 
Laugh it up, cretins. The tech jobs are being shipped to India faster than you can say. Would you like fries and a soft drink with that? I can't work fast food, Emmett. I keep kosher. Count me in on the trip to India. I've always dreamt of seeing Lester in his native environment. What? <laughs> I love how Lester goes, what? You test me, and you'll be flipping burgers in Encino for the rest of your miserable life. Now, let's show corporate that we're a lean, mean, buy more machine. So comb your hair. Jealous. <laughs> Lower that whore skirt. Excuse me? <laughs> and for God's sakes, Barnes, I am tired of seeing your butt crack. Palma! Yeah, I think he speaks for all of us there, Jeff. And I love how Emmett's walking away and he gives Chuck a point like, I got my eyes on you. <laughs> well, that went well. Well, thank God the meeting's over, but it looks like Casey has word that something's up. They gotta go. But before we get to Castle, let's visit the home theater room where Morgan has organized the Buy More employees. I mean, people, do you have any idea what working with fried food would do to my complexion? I can't leave the Buy More. I won't survive in the real world. I'm institutionalized. Morgan, we're the brains of this operation, so let's you and I come up with something. Why don't you start us off? Well, as I see it, Emmett's threat was a ruse to get us to work hard so he would look good in front of corporate. But think about this. Emmett asked us to behave because he knows we would do the exact opposite. We'd misbehave. But Emmett, eh, he's no fool. So he would know that we would know that he knows this. So obviously, we need to behave. Okay, so we behave. Pay attention. It's the exact opposite. Emmett would also know that we'd know that he knows we know. Wait, what's this? It turns out that Emmett actually has them under surveillance. He's watching everything they're doing in the home theater room. Sneaky. And by the way, I don't understand any of what Morgan's talking about. (laughs) Because he knows that we know that what he knows is that we know he wants us to behave. Oh, uh, what? Right. Yes. Yes. I don't know how we do it, but we are geniuses, my friend. Thank you. So what are we doing again? God, I love technology. What we are doing again is we're going to let Rome burn. By the way, it looks like Emin is having a smoothie from Smoothie Barn. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. But let's cut to Castle now, where General Beckman is briefing the team. We've used every resource to find him with no luck. I'm sorry, Chuck. Fulcrum's kept a tight lid on your father's whereabouts. That's your update? Well, I'm sorry, but that's a non-update. And you know what? It's not good enough. Richard Bartowski, it's a U.S. general you're talking to. I've spent the last year of my life being tortured, dangled off of skyscrapers, bathed in sewage. Stop me if I've forgotten any other glamorous perks of this job. I've continually done everything that you guys have asked me to do, but once my dad gets kidnapped, all you can say is sorry? Chuck, I understand your disappointment. Do you? Then why haven't we found him yet? We've captured Fulcrum agents before. Can't we talk to them? Yeah, we tried that, but since the new administration discontinued waterboarding, Fulcrum agents don't talk. And even if we did, we have no reason to trust them. I'm willing to do whatever it takes by any means necessary. Whoa. What could that mean? And by the way, through the history of Chuck, there will be times when Chuck needs to vent a little, and he usually does it in Castle, and uh, this is one of those times. But you know what? It's very understandable why he's upset. He's letting it all out. He's frustrated. 
they can't help him find his dad. So he's come up with his own way of finding out where his dad is. And this is it. So what if I could get a full permission to talk? Cut to what looks like a high-security prison, and Chuck is there to speak to someone in particular. You're 100% sure you want to go through with this? More like 45. Maybe, maybe 30. But I guess I don't really have any other choice, now do I? It's Jill, everybody, played by Jordana Brewster. I'm sure she'd love to speak to Chuck after he, after all, (laughs) had her thrown in this prison. But, uh, you know, he had a good reason for doing so. She did very much want to shoot Sarah, right? So how's the food? Standard prison issue? Are they doing anything fancy with the sauces? What are you doing here, Chuck? Fulcrum has kidnapped my father. They're using him to rebuild their intersect. And when he's done... Look, I don't even want to think about what's going to happen when that happens. Let me guess. You want my help? Forget it. I get that you're mad at me, but it's not my fault you're in here. You betrayed your country. You betrayed me. I thought you cared about me. But now... All I'm asking is for my family back, please. I might be able to help. But I want a deal. I do not make a deal. Do not make a deal. I'm I'm not I'm not really authorized to make any kind of deal. But in this case, I think I can make an exception. (laughs) Now let's cut to the buy more where we hear the song We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. And the entire staff of the Bymore is rebelling against Emmett. They want to make him look as bad as possible to corporate. And it looks like they're having a blast. There's people riding around in buggies. They're fighting with lightsabers. And by the way, they're treating the customers of the Bymore like crap. And Morgan is loving every second of it. No, no, I just wear this ridiculous outfit so that people like you will ask me if I do. And we see that uh, Lester is not even wearing pants. Then Anna Wu approaches Morgan and she has a message for him. I like how as soon as uh, Morgan enters the stockroom, it's turned into like a scary movie. <laughs> Hello. Got this. Got this note. 
then Emmett appears. Mayor Barge Grimes. Let me cut to the chase. I despise you. But these losers listen to you for some reason, so I need you. Talk to me. I was brought here to make the store efficient. If corporate sees that, they will have no recourse but to do the efficient thing and promote me out of this hellhole. Get your little merry band of misfits to behave, and I'll be out of your dirty beard forever. How do I know that I can trust you? You don't. But I want out, and you want me out. So let's make a deal. So if they behave, corporate will see that the buy more is doing great and they won't need Emmett anymore and he'll leave. But can Morgan trust Emmett? And can the team trust Jill? Can't believe we made this deal. You run or double cross us. Your deal is void. Plus, as an added bonus, she'll shoot you. Chuck's dead. Where is he? I don't know exactly, but I do know someone who might know where they're holding him. Who? My Uncle Bernie. That better not be a joke, because I don't have a sense of humor. Yeah, I don't remember you ever mentioning an Uncle Bernie to me when we were dating. He's not a real uncle. He's a friend of the family. He's the one who first recruited me into Fulcrum. And how do we know we can trust him? He's my dad's best friend. If there's one person I can trust, it's him. Where's Bernie? We'll flush him out, torture the location out of him. He's guarded almost 24 hours a day. What does almost mean? Yeah, when is Bernie away from his bodyguards? Usually only for family functions. Are there any coming up? Birthdays? Confirmations? Quinceañeras? Well then, I guess we're going to have to create one of our own. And cut to Jill Roberts' parents' house where they're celebrating Chuck and Jill's engagement. And we hear the song, Today I Met the Boy I'm Gonna Marry, by The Crystals. It's to Corey. It's beautiful. Oh, well, thanks, Judy. Oh, call me mom. Most girls only get four C's with a ring, but uh, my Jill, she got five. Cut, color, clarity, carrot, and chuck. Oh. It's Corey. That ring cost the taxpayers a fortune, Bartowski. Don't lose it. Here they are, Mr. and Mrs. Bartowski. <laughs> So, Jill, this is such a wonderful surprise. We thought she was living in Helsinki. We, we didn't know when we'd see her again. Well, Chuck popped the question, and I wanted to share it with everybody. Well, Wally, I think this calls for a toast. No, 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 Dad, you don't, you don't have to do that. Uh, listen, I have waited all my life for my little girl to get married. You bet I did. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for Jill's parents. They have no idea that she's a spy... Not only that, but she's actually in prison. I remember when you first met at Stanford, the way you'd look at each other, just like your mom and I did. And I know you've had your problems, but deep inside, you knew you were right for each other. And you never let anything get in the way of that. Did you? And Chuck. Congratulations, Bartowski. You've now qualified for conjugal visits. And then we see the infamous Uncle Bernie has arrived. There's a car approaching. This could be him. Bartowski, this guy's a madman. His codename is The Carnivore. Seems he's got a real appetite for blood. <laughs> Great. Ah, 
Wait a second. Bernie's that big dude from Borat. How are you? <laughs> Great, Wally. <laughs> so what is this big surprise you couldn't tell me over the phone? Jill's engaged. Jill's here? Where? Wow, Bernie looks very confused because he knows that Jill is a spy and she's been in a CIA prison all this time. And then Chuck looks across the room and he sees Bernie and he flashes on him. And it's hilarious. During this flash, we hear Duran Duran's Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> it's pretty funny. You are so adorable, Chuck. You two are going to have the most beautiful babies. I want a girl and a boy. Sorry, Chuck, is all this talk of children scaring you? No. No, no, I love kids, really. Yeah. Jill! I thought you moved to Helsinki. Oh, you're not the only one, Bernie. You really need to come home more often. Yeah, I, I rarely get to see her myself. She works so much, she might as well be in prison. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you're the lucky guy, huh? Hey, hey, yeah, it's Chuck. Nice to meet you, Bernie. No, no, no. You call me Uncle Bernie. We're family now. We were just telling them that the key to a good marriage is trust. Your spouse must be the only person you always rely on who will never betray you. Hey, you mind if I uh, borrow the happy couple? I got a few words of wisdom myself. Okay. <laughs> uh, good luck. <laughs> Bernie didn't like Jill's last boyfriend, and that's the last we saw of him. Oh, is that so? Yikes, that doesn't sound good. So, Bernie's taking him into the other room to have a word with him. What are you doing here, Jill? I thought you were in jail. I made a deal with the CIA. What? Well, what kind of a deal? Look, Bernie, all you have to do is tell us where Fulcrum is hiding my father, and we can offer you witness protection, too. Oh, you stupid little... Whoa, Bernie just pulled a gun on him. Some uncle. Are you wired? No, we're not. Are you wired? Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> well, Chuck gave that up easily. They're gone. Let's go. No, we can't just blast in and blow Chuck's cover. Oh, my. Look how happy my baby is. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to tell you that dinner's almost ready, okay? Thanks, Judy. Don't torture them too much, Bernie. And now that mom is interrupted, they take that cue to run away. And we hear the song, Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran. Jill? And I love this. Casey and Sarah ring the doorbell because they're pretending to be Chuck's relatives. Hi. Hi. And you are? I'm uh, Chuck's cousin, Sarah. And this is my boyfriend, John. Talk about Beauty and the Beast, huh? You must be loaded. Hey, come on. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a little friendly ribbon. We're family now. Yeah, family. Huh? That's my lovely wife, Judy. Hi, nice to meet, to meet you. you. Yeah, so where's the lucky couple? I'm having a sit down with uh, Uncle Bernie. And if I know him, Chuck is dead meat by now. <laughs> Almost, but not quite. Casey, Sarah, third floor. We're in trouble. I don't know if you want to kill me or eat me. The bathroom upstairs, I hope. Oh, I... I have to go. We had a very long drive. Where are we going? Yeah, the only way out is up. 
Bernie has him cornered in the attic, but he looks pretty bad. He's all sweaty and he's gone up several flights of stairs. Chill. Bernie, please, please don't do this. You can't shoot us because the whole family will hear it. You're right. I can't. <sighs> Uncle Bernie picks up a bat and he's about to beat Chuck to death when Chuck winces in fear, covering his eyes and his. You know, his important parts. And I can beat you to death. I was really hoping for a third option that did not include death. Chuck, are you okay? Yeah. Congratulations, Bartowski. It's your first confirmed kill. Kill? No, 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 no. You don't know. I didn't kill anybody, okay? He just died. It was an accident. Well, maybe he had a heart attack. What do you call your move, anyway? What move? Girly pose, I saw you. What do you call that? The Morgan? <laughs> of course, the Morgan! The Morgan? He invented it in high school when girls were beating him up. He kind of duck a little bit, protect the important, you know, your face and your. What are we gonna do? So then they decide to pretend Bernie is dead drunk and lead him out of the engagement party. And do you guys get it? Weekend at Bernie's, Bernie's dead, and they're pretending he's alive? <laughs> we were telling him about our wedding plans. He just kept knocking back scotches until the next thing we knew, he was dead drunk. Uh, call me, Bernie. Yeah, get some rest. Okay. Yeah, we should get him. But then Chuck looks back, and he sees Jill hugging her parents, which he knows is probably for the last time. And he can't help but feel really bad about it. I love you. Take care of yourself. Bye, everyone. Congratulations. Good to see you. (laughs) Thanks. We'll take care of Bernie. Way to go, killer. You just off the only person who knows where your dad is. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, let's cut back to the buy more. And look at this. Anna Wu is looking very lovely. She's all dressed up. As are the rest of the buy more crew. They're dusting and cleaning. They're the perfect employees. Wow, Morgan. They look great. I may look good, but I feel like an idiot. Anybody sees or hears about this, my rep is ruined. Jeff has a reputation? Yeah, I guess he does. But I'm not sure it's good. Relax. Relax and trust me, please. This is the only way we're going to get Emmett out of our hair. No pain, no gain. Well, as you can see, we are running smoother than a Swiss watch. You will find no finer example of buy more employees in the land. Mr. Patel here is one of our certified computer technicians. Very pleased to meet you, sir. And may I just say, I would do prick much anything for this man he is somewhat of a hero around here (laughs) lester's laying it on a bit thick there oh and by the way this is mr mercer we've seen him before in chuck versus the sandworm when he was at corporate when chuck was interviewing for the assistant manager job so here he is again (laughs) the constant brown noser (laughs) well he was born brown whoa 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 i'm not sure that was appropriate emmett may i go a step further and say that uh to me emmett is the straw 
that gently stirs the buy more drink. I can't tell you how many times I defiled myself at work. I said, what? Emmett cured me of that. Now I only violate myself at home or in the car, but never in the nerd herder. He has made such progress under Mr. Milbar. <laughs> Tutelage. We're all so proud. I'm your captain. <laughs> yes, uh, captain, my captain. <laughs> you better be right about this, Morgan. <laughs> Indeed, Morgan. Now let's cut down to Castle, and it looks like Sarah is receiving orders that it's time to take Jill back to prison. Unfortunately, the whole plan is a bust. Yes, General, I understand. Sarah, what's happening? We're moving Jill back to prison. What? No, we can't. We can't send her back. We haven't found my father yet. She still might know something, and we had a deal. Chuck, I'm sorry, but the mission was a bust, and Jill only put us in more danger. But that wasn't her fault. It was Bernie. He manipulated and betrayed her. You know Jill. She's a fulcrum agent. Exactly. That's exactly why we need her. She knows fulcrum, their procedures and secrets. Look, I know she tried to kill you, and I'm sorry about that, but she is the best chance I have at rescuing my father. He's out there somewhere, and God only knows what's happening to him. Chuck, you have to realize that there are some people that you just cannot trust. Sarah, I already know that. I don't trust anyone except for you. And right now, I need you to trust me. Jill is the only way I'm going to get my dad back. Chuck, the answer is no. No! And just then, Morgan gives Chuck a call. Hey, buddy. Chuck, where you been, man? I've been calling you all day. I'm sorry, buddy. I've just been a little busy, that's all. All right, well, listen, we have a a situation here at the Bymore, and I could really use your help. I'm on an install. I, I, I can't help you right now. Okay, well, just bear with me for one second here, okay? What do you do when the person that you think you can trust the least can actually get you the thing you want the most? You know what, Morgan? Sometimes you just need to trust a person. Do whatever it takes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Roger that. Thanks, buddy. And with that, Chuck goes to visit Jill, who's sitting in her cell. And we hear the song, The Earth Has Lost Its Hold, by Calhoun. I'm sorry. They're sending you back to prison. It's not your fault. At least I got to see my family one last time. Sorry I couldn't help you, Chuck. It's okay. I'm sorry about your Uncle Bernie. I had no idea the Morgan was so lethal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you haven't lost your sense of humor. They changed me. Promise me that you won't let them change you. I'll do my best. I liked wearing this. Even if it was just for a few hours. They were never going to let me go, even if we found your dad, were they? NSA, Fulcrum, CIA, they're all the same. They all lie. 
They're not gonna let you go either, Chuck. Watch your back. Indeed, Chuck. Now let's cut back to the Bymore, and I love this. Mr. Mercer is uh, talking to Skip Johnson. <laughs> and things are looking pretty good for Emmett. Well, Skip, I can tell you got a bright future ahead of you. It's a pleasure meeting you. Well, when you out of here, we have done everything that you asked. Not everything. The hoi polloi have bowed to me. But now the king must kiss my ring. Oh, come on. Man, why don't you just have Mr. Mercer speak to Big Mike directly? Because Big Mike needs me. He'll never say kind words about me. Because if I were to leave, he has to work. And then he has to start expending all of his energy on the store. Rather than expending it on your mother. Yee! Okay, okay, hold on a second. What, what, uh, what do you want me to do? Ah... Use this and get him to say nice words about me. When Mr. Mercer hears Michael rave, he will finally release me from Satan's pit, and it will be your paradise. Here's the thing. Big Mike's never going to speak to me about another employee, okay? The man's like a wall of stone when it comes to breaching by more policy. Please. Every man has a weakness to exploit. Mine is renaissance fairs. Just soften him up a little bit. Grease his wheels. Grease him. What is it that Michael just cannot get enough of? My first guess would be donuts, but my second guess would be Subway. What can I do for you, son? I had an extra chicken teriyaki footlong that I thought someone would be interested in. $5 footlong. to the Orient Burbank. Flavors melt together in perfect harmony. Just like me and your mama. And I think that was enough to convince Morgan that it was time to get Big Mike on tape talking about Emmett. Let me ask you a question. What do you think of Emmett? I don't think I should talk about other employees in front of you, Morgan. Well, don't, don't think of me as an employee. Tad... You think of me as a family. You're right. If you can't trust family, who can you trust? Indeed. And now Jill is being cuffed and escorted back to prison. Guess this is goodbye, huh? Yeah. Well, thanks for trying. Wait, but what's that? A phone ringing in the distance. But it's not Chuck, Casey, or Sarah's phone. And certainly not Jill's phone. She doesn't have a phone. Come on, she just got out of prison. You didn't think they gave her her phone back, did you? It must be Uncle Bernie's phone. Oh, oh, disgusting. Oh, God. It's Fulcrum. This could be my last chance to find out where they put my dad. Do you answer that, Bartoski? Bernie, talk to me. We're moving Orion. Bill wants all agents back to base. They're moving my dad, and they want all the agents back at the base. Okay, keep him on the line. We're going to trace his call. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be back at the base pronto. But first, there's a couple of things I'd like to discuss. 
Discuss? Discuss what? You know, you know, stuff, stuff to discuss. Uh, particularly my salary. Your salary? I've been burning the midnight oil, and if you ask me, my work speaks for itself. Bernie, what the hell are you talking about? Also, uh, there are other pertinent things that we could talk about, including, but not limited to, the dental plan and vacation days. And I could use a gym membership. I mean, have you looked at me? Excellent. Good. We'll talk about it at the base. Bye. Dental plan. Moron. Okay, it looks like the call came from 1600 De Stefano Court. It's an office building somewhere off Mulholland. I, I know that building. It's the headquarters for the Strength Leadership Corporation. They run CEO and management training seminars. But really, that's just a front for a fulcrum recruiting facility. Why, why would they take my dad there? Because they have holding cells for prisoners on the eighth floor. You better hustle. Take me with you. I've been there before. I know my way around the building and the security system. Guys, we need her. And with that, they're off to Fulcrum's Strength and Leadership Group. Chuck, you can't trust anyone. I know it looks like a boring office building, but it's run by Fulcrum. And Chuck looks around at each employee there at the building... And he flashes on all of them at the same time. And we hear the song Shopping for Blood by Franz Ferdinand. Casey, she's right. These are not pencil pushers. They're fulcrum assassins. Relax, killer. The going gets rough. You can always deploy the Morgan. Chuck, we've tapped into the security feed. I'm watching your every move. You're going to be safe. When you get to the desk, tell them you're here for auditing. What, is that like accounting? No, it's like testing. Can I help you, gentlemen? Yes, we're here for auditing. Second floor up the stairs. Yeah, auditing. Seems simple enough. Okay, now go past the testing center down the hallway to the elevator. Holding cells are on the eighth floor. Make a right and go down the hallway. Hey, what are you doing here? Uh, we're uh, we're here for the auditing. Who set the meeting? Tell Mr. Dornhofer. Mr. Dornhofer, you're on the wrong floor. Oh, we were told eight, eight. No? Okay. Sorry about that. But it's a, it's a common mistake, I'm sure. Chuck, just do what he says. I'll find another way to get to your dad. You two are late. Sorry. Well, it looks like they're going to have to take a fulcrum test. This ought to be interesting. Before the test, we have a brief video for you to watch. And I love this fulcrum video they watch. They show all sorts of wholesome family things, things about America and patriotism. But we also see bloody hands and people being tortured in like subliminal messages. It's pretty cool and terrifying. Welcome to fulcrum. Solving tomorrow's problems today. We live in a dangerous world. And you want to do something about it? Do you have what it takes? We're about to find out. Good luck on the test, comrades. You may begin. What do we do now? You have to take the test, Chuck. You don't want to raise their suspicions. I hate these tests. 
gonna cheat. Kidding, right? No, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I love that. Chuck won't even let Casey cheat off of him. Found him on the eighth floor, Mr. Berge. Said they were lost. We're here for oddity. Well, let's find out who they really are. Your father, Charles. So they know exactly who they are. And by the way, Bill Berge of Fulcrum is played by an actor named Christopher Cousins, who played Ted Beneke on Breaking Bad. And I just thought it was hilarious because I've seen Chuck many times, you know, rewatched it and everything, and I had no idea who this guy was. Then I watched all of Breaking Bad, and now when I rewatch this Chuck episode, I'm like, that's Ted Beneke from Breaking Bad right there. I thought it was pretty cool. Now let's come back to the Buy More. And Mr. Mercer is really impressed with what Emmett's done with the Buy More. I say, Emmett, I'm impressed. The store's running smoothly. The employees, for some strange reason, respect you. <laughs> now, if I could uh, only find Big Mike. Oh, he took the day off. Why, why would Michael take the day off? Oh, you're looking at him. Please. Listen. Emmett's a good worker. Thanks to Emmett, I can fish three times a week, and the store never misses a beat. In fact, I'm... I'll take the rest of the day off. Do a little fishing this afternoon. Okay. I came down here to evaluate Big Mike, and he's off fishing? Well, Emmett, you've been gunning for Mike's job all year. It's yours. What? What has Emmett done? He just pulled a major coup on the Bymore. Store manager. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we'll get back to that later. Now let's cut back to the fulcrum test. Let's see how Chuck and Casey did. (laughs) Congratulations. Your test score was very impressive. Bill Berge, our seminar leader, would like to meet you. Bill Berge's head of recruiting. He'll know where Chuck's dad is. How did I do? I'm sorry, sir. You failed. In fact, I'm afraid you had one of the lowest scores we've ever had. (laughs) I love that Chuck thinks that's hilarious. Come with me, Mr. Carmichael. Um, you know, what what, what my friend lacks in the intellect department, he does make up for in brawn. Certainly, you must have some kind of uh, job moving boxes or heavy equipment. Come with me, Mr. Carmichael. Okay. Casey, stand down. Just let Chuck go. We can track him using his watch. Ah, it looks like they're escorting Casey off the premises, or so it seems. This way, Agent Casey. What? They know exactly who Casey is. Oh, we already knew that. Oh, and by the way, the guy has a shotgun. I think Casey needs to get that away from him. Talk to me, Walker. I'm all clear. Okay, Chuck's on the 15th floor. He's heading to the far west side of the building. It's a secure area. You're going to need a way in. Ah, hello. Welcome. I'm Bill Burke. Charles Carmichael. Nice to meet you. Please sit down. Thank you. Ah, so, I know who you really are, Charles. That your father is Orion. 
guy and I'm, uh, I'm not really tracking. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm just here for the, for the seminar. Leadership first, right? <laughs> oh, well, then you're out of luck. The seminar is full. Are you wearing a wire? That's preposterous. Are you wearing a wire? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> That's the second time Chuck's done that. <laughs> Chuck? Okay, Casey, they've got him. I'm going in. You have to take me with you. And how do I know I can trust you? You don't, but you need my help, and we are the only chance Chuck's got. And sure enough, Fulcrum sees Sarah and Jill in the building right away. And they know something's up. You made a big mistake coming here to rescue him. Intruder alert, 15th floor. And with that, again we hear, we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister, and all hell's about to break loose as Sarah begins kicking some ass. Sir, we have a break-in. Security breach. He tries to escape, shoot him! Guys, look, honestly, I'm not gonna try and escape. Scout's on her. And I love this. Sarah's got two pistols. She's taking down Fulcrum agents left and right. CIA intrusion. Get everyone out. We're out of here. And I love this. Chuck looks out the window. And he sees a window washer ever so casually lowering into view. And it just happens to be John Casey with a 12-gauge shotgun. Awesome. Where's Sarah? She came to rescue you. Got pinned down by some fulcrum agents. Okay, let's go get my dad. Test taking skills won't do any good out there. Get on the computer, find out which room he's in. As Sarah's trying to fight the guys off, Jill tries to sneak away. Jill, which office is Chuck in? Jill? Casey, Jill escaped. Go to cell 11. Move Orion to Black Rock. No time to waste. Orion's too valuable. We'll talk again at Black Rock. And I love this. Bill Berge goes back to his office and he sees Chuck on his computer. Get away from that computer. Now! I just want my father back. Good news, bad news, Charles. The good news is that your father's too valuable for us to kill. The bad news? You're not. He pulls a gun and he goes for Chuck. But Chuck does the Morgan again. <laughs> and Bill Berge slides on pieces of glass and goes tumbling out the window. It's amazing what the Morgan can do. Now step away from the... What is it with that move? Help! Help me! 
So Bill Berge's hanging off the scaffolding and Chuck goes to save him. And I love this moment. Jill is just about to go out the exit and she hears Chuck calling for help. So she has a decision to make. Get away or help Chuck. Pull me up! I'm trying! I'm trying! Look, please! Please tell me where my father is! Well, what? You'll drop me? I never drop you! That's a horrible thing to do to somebody! Really? Yeah! It's a 15-story fall! It's an awful way to die! <laughs> I love that. Really? You wouldn't drop me? No, he wouldn't drop you, Bill! Chuck's a good guy! Oh, pull me up! I'll talk! Hold on! Hold on. Whoa, unfortunately, Bill Berge did not survive the fall. <laughs> Thank you. Look, we have to get to my dad now. Okay, let's go. Now let's come back to Sarah where she's still kicking some ass. Let's go ahead and queue up We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister once again. We're not gonna take it. Oh, we ain't gonna take it. But then we see that lady, the instructor that failed Casey, is coming up right on Sarah, and I'm not sure if Sarah sees her. That's for fucking me. Oh, never mind. Casey got her. Yeah, immensely. Jill's gone. What happened? Bergie attacked me. I did the Morgan and he flew out the window. Two kills in two days, Chuck. The Morgan move really is killer. Dad! We're too late. It looks like Chuck's dad is gone. But luckily, Jill heard them say they're taking to a place called Black Rock. And as soon as Chuck hears that, he flashes on it. I'm never going to find him, am I? Wait, I, I overheard them say that they're moving your father to a place I, I never heard of, a place called Black Rock. Oh my God, I know where they're taking him. Black Rock is a code name for Protocol 7, a secret fulcrum base in Barstow. How do you know that, Chuck? You don't want to know. Chuck, can you hear me? I'm on the eighth floor. They've already evacuated my dad. Okay, hold tight. We're on our way. What are you doing? Don't move. Look, Jill, there was no deal. I lied to you because at the time I was willing to do whatever it took to find my father. But not anymore. You held up your side of the bargain, and I'm going to hold up mine. I told you I wouldn't let them change me, and I won't. Thank you, Chuck. Look, you should go before they get here. And again, we hear the song, The Earth Has Lost Its Hold, by Calhoun. Okay. But Jill, look, you're going to be all alone out there. No friends, no money, nothing. This is worth a lot. Casey's probably going to kill me. I always dreamt of giving you a ring, Jill. Just not like this. You sure you can trust them, right? Go. 
And so, Chuck lets Jill go, and let's cut back to the buy more, and it looks like Emmett is now in charge. Welcome back to Gen Pop, Michael. Good luck. But then Big Mike stops, and he plants a wet one right on Morgan. No, it was you, Morgan. It broke my heart. It broke my heart. Mom and Aunt Dayton. <laughs> I love how Emmett refers to it as Gen Pop, and it's like they're in a prison yard all of a sudden. Now let's cut down to Castle, and General Beckman is not happy that Jill got away. She's having a bad day. How could you let Jill Roberts get away? I'm sorry, General. I took her inside the building because I didn't have a choice. So, not only do we have no idea where Steve Bartowski is... We have a fulcrum agent who knows all of our secrets running free. Where is Chuck now? He's on his way to the Bymore. Permission to drop the twerp into a deep, dark hole, General? Granted. Huh? It's over. The Human Intersect Project has become too hard to control. I can't afford to wonder anymore if this team or Chuck Bartowski is a liability. What are you saying, General? I'm shutting down this project. Chuck's going into lockdown. He'll be taken to Washington and put into a secure facility once and for all. Operation Moron is over. You're making a mistake, General. I have made my decision, Agent Walker. Chuck isn't going to go down without a fight. That's why there won't be one. What do you mean? Chuck trusts you, Sarah. He believes you would never betray him. Use that. Go to Chuck. Tell him that we intercepted his father while being transported. And he's back at Castle. Trusted the wrong person, Chuck. Agent Casey will be waiting here. He will trank Chuck. Then he will wait for the extraction team to arrive for his transfer. That is all. Wow. So not only are they shutting down Team Chuck, they're also asking for Sarah to betray him. How can you just stand there and say nothing? Beckman's right. Safest place for Chuck is underground. What do you think is going to happen when Fulcrum finds Jill anyway? So then we see in the buy more, Sarah has come for Chuck. We have good news. Can I wait? Computer emergency. It's about your father. We found him. What? How? Where is he? One of our recon teams intercepted his transport as Fulcrum was moving him. He's back at the castle. He's safe, Chuck. It's all over. I owe you an apology. Why? I was beginning to think that I couldn't trust you anymore, Sarah. That maybe Jill was right, that the CIA was never going to let me go, that they would always put their best interests ahead of mine. Not you. 
You've always looked out for me. Thank you. Wow. And then we see Casey prepping the Trank gun. dad is still out there. Beckman sent me to get you to bring you back to the castle. They're going to take you underground. We have to run. Disobeying orders for me? Committing treason, Sarah. You could go to jail. I know. Whoa! Sarah just committed treason to save Chuck from being locked down by the government in some bunker somewhere? Wow, this was an awesome episode. We got to see Jill again, and she kind of redeemed herself. Chuck let her go. This episode was all about who can you trust. Well, General Beckman put Sarah to the test. Could she be trusted? She can be trusted by Chuck. She couldn't bear to lie to him like that. It was so cold the way that she was telling him, Hey, we saved your dad. Come with me. And she just couldn't go through with it. Not only that, we got to see how Emmett undermined Morgan and totally got him to betray Big Mike. Emmett is now the manager of the Bymore. Oh, that sneaky bastard. Well, guys, this was an awesome episode of Chuck. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to do the next episode. But first, guys, please visit chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you can read everything I write about each episode as I cover them. You can listen to all the previous episodes of the Chuck Series Companion. But most of all, don't forget, send me some feedback. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com. Well, guys, we're almost done with Season 2 of Chuck, and I can't wait. So, what are you waiting for? Get out there and watch some more Chuck, and I'll see you next time! Are you wearing a wire? That's preposterous. Are you wearing a wire? Yes, yes, I am. Now this is podcasting. Next Monday, who can he trust? Never betray my team. When everything comes to a head. Oh, and this. New Chuck, next Monday, 8, 7 central on NBC.